Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. Welcome to another episode of Perceived Value. I am your host, your producer, Sarah Rachel Brown. And man, I am busy. I've got a lot of things to tell you, so I'm just going to get right to it. In a few weeks, the American Craft Council's 2019 conference will be taking place right here in my beloved city of Philadelphia. This year's conference, entitled Present Tense, is a national conversation on craft in an increasingly tense and complex present. The conference takes place October 10th through the 12th, And I am very excited to announce that Perceived Value has partnered with the American Craft Council. On Thursday, October 10th, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., you're going to find me and my microphones at the Lowe's Philadelphia Hotel, which is located downtown. I'll be conducting a few very special interviews, and I'm pretty excited because I'll be set up in something they're calling the Sky High Facility for Creative Work. And they consist of these really cool looking pod things. I mean, I've only really seen a rendering of it, but in real life, I think it's only going to be better. Um, So I get my own little pod and I'll be doing my little thing. And you will get to hear the results in the coming month when I put out two episodes from these interviews. If you're in Philadelphia or the surrounding areas and you're not attending the conference or you can't afford it, there is still so much you can partake in. On Friday, October 11th, from 4 to 7 p.m., the Bach Building, located in South Philadelphia, is hosting an open studio in conjunction with the conference. The 2019 ACC Emerging Voices artists will have a decentralized exhibition in the building, which has been curated by Sarah Darrow, the recipient of the 2019 Emerging Voices Award. For you avid listeners of the podcast out there, you're probably somewhat familiar with the Bach building because, well, that is where the JV Collective Studio is located. And I'm pretty excited to announce that not only is our studio there, but now the Bach is home to the JV Gallery. That's right, y'all. We kept wanting a space for, I don't know, pop-up sales or exhibitions, meetings. So why not just create our own little gallery space? And our first exhibition will be on view during this open studio, so you do not want to miss it. And for those listening from afar, you know I'll be posting plenty of images and videos on my social media, so you won't feel left out. Find me at Sarah Rachel Brown or Perceive Value. And of course, you can't have a conference without a party. And this one, not to be missed. Friday night, finish up at the Bach, eat some snacks, and make your way to Paradigm Gallery, which is located in the Queen Village neighborhood of Philadelphia. It is the ACC mixtape release party taking place from 9 to 11 p.m., and it's featuring my DJ friend, DJ Major Taylor. He's coming all the way from Chicago, you guys, to make you dance, so be there, or not, but you should be. 
It is finally my favorite season. The temperatures are cooling. I can wear my hoodie. I'm back to drinking hot coffee. School is once again in session, which means I typically make a few extra bucks here and there as a visiting artist. And now, fall has become an indication that New York City Jewelry Week is upon us. New York City Jewelry Week is the first and only local week dedicated to promoting and celebrating the world of jewelry through educational and innovative focused programming. The inaugural NYCJW welcomed 10,000 arts and culture enthusiasts who explored the multifaceted jewelry industry through groundbreaking exhibitions and panel discussions led by industry experts, exclusive workshop visits, heritage house tours, innovative retail collaborations, and other unforgettable one-of-a-kind programming created by the best and brightest in the industry. Join us again for a week unlike any other, November 18th through 24th, 2019. And of course, New York City. Last year, Perceived Value was so excited to partner with NYCJW. And this year, I am very thankful to have them as an official sponsor of the podcast. You've got a few months to make your arrangements. Save for that plane ticket. Make sure you do not miss out on this special week. I'll be there, of course. But instead of podcasting, I've been asked to co-curate an exhibition with two very incredible individuals. For now, I'm going to leave you hanging. But don't worry. More on this in today's interview. Okay, taking a deep breath here. A lot of announcing, a lot of cool things happening. P.S. Did I mention that I am utterly exhausted lately? But from good things. It's a good exhaustion. But I do have to get to a few more things before we start the introduction. That is, you know, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I am seeing those ratings and reviews come in, and it's so nice. Thank you very much if you've done it. And if you haven't done it, can you do it? Um, Also, yes, I have a Patreon. Be my patron. Help me pay for things like Wi-Fi at my studio so then I can work outside of my bedroom at least one or two days a week. Ah, The day after the ACC conference, this is so crazy to think, I am flying to the Penland School of Crafts in Penland, North Carolina. I've been invited as a visiting artist to Maya Lepo's Fall Concentration, which is a two-month um, focused class. I guess you would call it a class. I'm mean, going call it a concentration. It's a concentration, guys. Um, but they're already underway out there. And so I get to swoop in for a week, work with the students, hang out, and then head back to Philly. So if you're in the Penland or Asheville areas, there's a good chance our paths might cross. And if you want them to cross, hey, reach out. Send me a DM, email, etc. And we'll see if we can work something out. It was right around this time last year that I shared with you all an interview with independent curator and journalist Bella Naiman, who is becoming more and more known as a co-founder of New York City Jewelry Week. If you have not yet listened to that episode, it's episode 23, you should do that. Um, Not necessarily have to before this episode, but it does give you some good insight. My guest today is someone I greatly admire for her ability to take risks, and, you know, truly follow her heart. She has been a design director, a fashion editor, curator, gallery owner, and you could probably guess that she is a co-founder of New York City Jewelry Week. 
I perfectly remember the first time I met J.B. Jones in person. It was in New York last June, and I remember sitting across from her and Bella as they perused the menu and inevitably decided to split two entrees. They were so in sync with each other that I felt like I was kind of sitting across from, you know, one of those married couples that tend to finish each other's sentences. I was struck by JV's laid-back demeanor, and by the end of the dinner, I felt like I had not only made, you know, a great new connection, but someone who probably would become a friend. I can't wait for you all to meet the other woman working tirelessly to make the second annual New York City Jewelry Week happen. I want to give a huge thank you to the Jewelry Library for allowing Perceived Value to use your special space to record. The Jewelry Library is a collaborative space for jewelry people by jewelry people. They're located on Broadway in New York City. You can follow them on Instagram at The Jewelry Library or learn more about them at thejewelrylibrary.com. So please welcome today's guest, JB Jones. That's a boy. What? Isn't that crazy? And that was in 2010, 2008, 2010. Okay, so wait a minute. Your real name is Jessica what? Barrett. Okay, so Jessica Barrett. And then you're running a street art gallery and you change your name to J.B. Jones to hide the fact that you're a Well, my last name's Jones. That is my real last name. But Jessica Barrett Jones. Yeah, because... I wasn't getting responses. So I had a, my business partner was my now ex-husband. Yeah. And we were just really into street art. And this was before it was. What it is What now. it is. Yeah. This was before Banksy did that movie. <laughs> and just now everyone was like, street art, Banksy. Um, Except through the yeah. gift shop. <laughs> so we started writing emails as JB. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is never going to work. And the, I got traction. And then every time people would meet me, they would be like, oh, I thought you were a guy. I was like, I know. What's wrong with that? Uh, it's messed up. That makes my blood boil. I know. But and also... Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Also, I didn't know you were a three-part namer. Did you always go by Jessica oh, Barrett? Yes. Sarah Rachel Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Which was new for me up until... Mm, while I was living at Penland, I took a business class and started yeah. using my middle name then oh, as like a branding tactic. Because there was another Sarah Brown. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, oh, you know, I always, my nickname, like, in my family was always JBJ. My oh, family like is a lot of J Joneses, like Jerry Jones, Jennifer Jones, Jancy, the Jancy, everyone's JJ. Yeah. So I did go by JBJ, and so it was kind of an evolution of that. I kind of yeah. love that. Yeah, that's cute, right? Jake Man, you feel... Oh, I am very excited to talk to you. I feel like you've lived like five lives. Five lives. And they all brought me to this. And I really... <laughs> but I feel like it's so true, and I talk about this a lot. We, yeah. We do mentorship talks a lot, and I talk about that. Like, I thought for a long time, like, why is my life... All of this... All of these things I've done have meant so much to me, but they're mm-hmm. so... I felt divergent of each other. And then when this came, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I was born for this. Oh, this make, this is what it all came down to. Yeah. And it's because of Bella. I actually, yesterday when I was prepping for this, I called her and I was like, I just want to say thank you Aww. for changing my life. Having a and moment. It makes me want to cry. 
It's yeah. okay. I've cried on the podcast It's amazing. Before. And now we're here talking about this thing. You guys, I'm here with, I'm here in New York City. If you guys hear the traffic in the background, I think that's very on brand. So burp, burp. Um, we're sitting in the jewelry library, which is also a really cool location to record. It's right off of yes. Broadway, um, eighth floor, which is nice. Uh, so we're surrounded by this really beautiful jewelry and then walls of really amazing books that... I don't have time to look through right now, but I'm staring at them. But you can come here anytime. You can come here anytime. Read books. Look it's at just jewelry. open to the public. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Amazing. Um, and I'm sitting here with J.B. Jones, Jessica Barrett, which I didn't know, but God, I love J.B. Jones anyways. It's just like a nice name. It rolls off the tongue. Um, and J.B. is the co-founder of New York City Jewelry Week. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, so if you listen to the podcast, uh, which you do because you're listening right now, um, last year I interviewed her co-founder, yes. Bella, Bella Naiman. Um, and Bella was really great because with Bella, I just, it was the first year of New York City Jewelry Week. No one really knew what to expect or, you know, there's all this yeah. anticipation. Um but everyone knows Bella, which is lovely. Yeah, because people she, do know Bella. Yeah, because yeah. she, I mean, well, people know her within the contemporary jewelry field and jewelry field mm. um, communities mm. because she's a writer and she does a lot with our jewelry forum. Mm. Um, curator. I, I think the rising star curator, I think, of the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um but then she has this partner who you're kind of the silent partner in a lot of ways where you're like, but you're not. That's just yeah. the thing. <laughs> you are just not as, you just haven't been as involved in the contemporary jewelry field as long mm. as her. You've had your hands in all these other things. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I do I do like behind the scenes, I have yeah. to say. Um, but I am very opinionated. <laughs> well, that so, makes for a good partner. Uh, balances it out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so I, you know, people should definitely listen to that interview with Bella because I don't want to cover everything I did necessarily with her. With her, it yeah. was like, you know, w- how did Jewelry Week came to be? And we're going to touch on all that. And um, what are they thinking about the first year? But the first year happened. <sighs> Yeah, man. Crazy. Whoa. And the second year is upon us soon. Yeah. We are just a few months out. Um, so with you, I just wanted to kind of meet you, introduce you to my listeners, and talk about what is in store for the second year of Jewelry Week and also give some insight into lessons learned because yeah. putting an event on of this magnitude um, is quite a feat. Yeah. And, I'm, and nothing goes perfect. Every year you do it, you're going to learn. Yeah. So, yeah. so I want to hear about those accomplishments. But girl, also, I want to hear about those failures. <laughs> um, well, maybe there were some. <laughs> <laughs> there were just a few things, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, JB, before yes. we get to all the Jewelry Week things, which we will, I want to give some insight to who you are. Because, I mean, I'm just getting to know you better as well. 
Um, I'm so happy Jewelry Week has brought you into my life because you're super awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm um, so glad we met. Yeah. And you guys, we took our relationship to the next level. We're working together now yes. on a project. Very exciting project. Um, which we'll talk about, of course, because self-promotion <laughs> is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you have to listen to the whole interview. <laughs> you have to listen to the whole interview <laughs> to, to get know. to the goods. Yeah, we'll leave them hanging. Cliffhanger. Um, JB. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Kansas in a tiny little town. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You grew I up in Kansas? me and you. Did, guys, guy I just had this know. moment where I was like, wait a minute, what? Um, where yeah. in Kansas? Salina. I know exactly you what do? you're talking about. Well, yeah, I, I'm born in Oklahoma and raised in Iowa. You can't get no, to I one know. or the other without I knew, going yeah. to Kansas. Yeah. So, so maybe I know a lot more about you than you know about me because I was like, we're meant to be friends. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kansas so, girl. Yeah, I Kansas like that. girl. I remember the first time I went to Kansas City, there was this billboard of Calvin Klein. I was like 10 years old and I saw that billboard and I was like, I need to live wherever that, what that is. Yeah. That's what I need. Huh. So I knew for a long time, though, that I would end up here. Oh, in New York City. Yeah. 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 Where did you go? Okay, so you graduate high school in Kansas. Did you go to college? I actually graduated high school in Indiana. My family moved. Um, oh, from one state. From one small state, state, to, state to it, yeah. <laughs> uh, no offense, I love both states. Uh, and I, I did, I wanted to move to New York. I So I studied fashion. I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. Yeah. Um, I... When um, my I wanted to come to FIT, yeah, I was 18 years old, and my dad was like, "No way, <laughs> you're not going to New York." So I took this very roundabout way. I um, started school in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I my mom's from Milwaukee. I started school there at this uh, women's only Catholic college. Oh wow! I was raised Catholic. It was a whole thing, um, and I went there for a year. I met a guy, mm-hmm. traveled around the country in a Volkswagen bus oh for my. a year, dropped out of school for a year, mm-hmm. uh, which my parents were devastated, but it was the best thing I've ever done. I yeah. fully admit I was not, I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't ready to get there. Yeah. Um, so we drove around the country. We got married in Vegas in a bus. What? This yeah. is blowing Full my mind. Full disclosure already, right? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to move the microphone from you just a little. Um, um, so you're kind of like a rom-com movie. Or it's not like, I don't know, like coming of age movie. I love love. Oh, you do Here love love. Yeah, yeah, she loves love, you guys. I do love love. So um, anyway, I we w- you, you get back to reality. You yeah. know, we went back to Wisconsin. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I do want to go to school. I want to be a fashion designer. I up and moved to London. Went to school there for a year. Oh, wow. Ran out Self of money. Self-funded? Self- oh, there it is. <laughs> well, actually, I got a scholarship. I worked my butt off that um, that summer after I got back from traveling around. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a scholarship to study there. Um because yeah, I had to fund myself. Yeah. Um, I'm still paying off school. Just oh okay, yeah, I know you're gonna ask this question. Still paying it. <laughs> she knows it's I, you coming. know, I barely because you know I'm not making a lot of money. Um, moved to London, ran out of money, transferred to a school in LA, finished school there mm-hmm. um, in fashion. Got a job as a fashion designer, um, straight out of school. 
and did that for 10 years. Wow. Where'd yeah. you get a job at right out of school? Um, at this very corporate company called Kelwood. And it's a lot like Liz Claiborne, which is like the more famous version. They own half of the industry and Kelwood owns the other half of the industry. Oh, okay. Um, and I worked for this brand um, who makes clothing for ladies who lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get, I get that yeah. description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great. I loved it. And I worked, I worked all the time. I mm-hmm. worked really hard. I, as I was telling you, became the head designer at Tommy Bahama women's collection. So you just which, like worked your butt off and worked, I worked your way my butt up off. really yeah. fast, really fast and really hard. And at that time in my life, I was very goal oriented as soon, you know, after taking that year off driving around the country, I really refocused. Yeah. I had a five year plan. I hit all the points on the five year plan. Oh my God. My, I love five year plan. My plans. five year plan was to own, not to own a company, but to, um, to be the head designer at a company before I was 30, mm-hmm. um, which I did. And I woke up one day, um, I was 28. And I had that job and I was making a ton of money and they traveled, they flew us all over the world to, you know, Mm -hmm. learn things about fashion. And look at Um, your factories and things like that. Look at factories. We had a trip to Hawaii that was just um, research. Yeah. It's Tommy Bahama. (laughs) Go to Hawaii. Um, And I woke up one day and I was like, I am not happy. I'm work. I worked all the time. Yeah. Every day. Uh, 12 hours a day minimum every Saturday and I quit I just I walked away um wait hold on what happened to the husband did that last oh that didn't last no that <laughs> ended yeah there you go. Quickly, yeah that one how quickly did that end we were married about two years oh did he even go to London officially he didn't go to London with me it was over when I moved there um yeah but yeah I love falling in love and I will always say yes to love. <laughs> so I don't regret it. Um, but yeah, it didn't last. I was 18. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even have my first real boyfriend until I was like, yeah, in my 20s. I know. I don't know. Good on you, though. We don't like hustler. <laughs> yeah. I've been engaged once. I got close. That's pretty. And then I backed I've- out. <laughs> I've, I've never been engaged and not followed through with it. <laughs> so, oh, you should try it. It's kind okay. of, it's terrible, terrible. I find it really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you walk away and you're single and you're in LA, you're doing your thing. Yeah. I, well, actually I was living with a guy at that time. <laughs> also, we're just going to give you insight to her love know, life they, every everyone. step of the way. I knew this was going to happen. It's so entwined with my life, like my life decisions. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I quit. um, Mm -hmm. And I did stay in fashion. I ended up working for a small company, a mom and pop. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I took off work for like three months. I just didn't work. Oh, because you had made so much money that I, you could do that. Yeah, and yeah. like I don't know, I've, I money makes the world go round, and I am certainly a big proponent of people making money and yeah. funding your life, especially if you're an artist, and that's a big part of New York City Jewelry Week for me. To, yeah, talking about how commerce is important, but um, it, I've never been a person who's like. I need to make a lot of money to be happy. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm. You know, I did it until I couldn't afford it anymore, 
and then I worked for a small company because that's all I knew how to do was fashion and I knew I wanted to get out of it and (laughs) I transitioned my life I broke up with that guy um worked for this small company we we, I launched a women's collection for them and ended up meeting my second husband uh (laughs) so embarrassing um and him and I were together for about a year before we decided to um, open a street art gallery. Oh. And that's how I started my second career. Um, so we both quit what we were doing and self-funded a street art gallery in Los Angeles. Um, this was in 2008. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it at that time, street art wasn't a big thing. It mm-hmm. was very new, and L.A. was really the center of that. Street um, pasting, like wheat pasting was coming up. That was when Shepard Ferry was, was really Shepherd starting to roll there. out. Yeah. yeah, He was just becoming big at that time, and a lot of people were seeing a lot of things on the streets then. Yeah. Whereas New York was much more graffiti. So, you know, graffiti was born here. Yeah. L.A. was really the big proponent and push behind wheat pasting. And we... It started as a hobby. We were just collecting art. And then our friends started being interested. We started selling it. I went to this graffiti art gallery that was in downtown LA at that time. And I said, I want to curate a show. Um, you know, just some random white girl walking into this graffiti gallery. Yeah. Like, I want to curate a show. And they said, what do you want to do? And I had just met Shirt King Fade, who is one of the original originators of Shirt Kings which in back in the day, like LL Cool J, um, a lot of the rappers at that time were wearing airbrush t-shirts. Okay. That was Shirt King. They started this whole airbrush oh, t-shirt phase. Okay. And he's a part of a graffiti group called TC5, which is one of the original graffiti groups in New York. Who They used to tag the trains there. Yeah. Lady Pink, one of the first women to ever graffiti as part of TC5 and they'd never done a show in LA and so I said I want to do this show with TC5 and they're like okay like you can do that and I did you did made a show with them what? That yeah was wild it was wild and you and just like, introduced yourself to them you're like yeah hey. I mean I went to the gallery a lot I went yeah. to all the openings and um, I mean, just like the thing that Bella and I always recommend now, like show up if you want to do th- something, you want to be a part it. of something, show up. So I yeah. did. I showed up all the time. And yeah, they let me do it. Um, it was amazing. And I knew I wanted to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been interested in, I mean, all of my careers, including now, have always been about being the person behind the scenes pushing forward the art. Yeah. And the same with fashion design. I never did my own label. It was always about someone else's vision and street art. Same thing. I was always about how do I push this message forward for these artists? Cause I respect that creativity so much. Yeah. And I lo- I know the things that I'm good at is producing and promoting something. So yeah, we quit our jobs and we st- opened the street art gallery, which was more like a street art platform where we would help, um, these artists manage contracts and get connections and get shows and then we would throw big shows or parties for them and just help promote them 
And so to, I mean, because you're in a relationship with somebody that's your partner, so you guys are obviously making money at this. Uh, well, you know, we how did we you made live? some money. Well, we did sell art. We yeah. did make money. I mean, we had a very minimal living. We actually had this amazing space. It's so funny. I think about this a lot because New York's so different. We had a 5,000 square foot warehouse that we lived in. Mm -hmm. It had a skate ramp in it. We had a studio and a gallery and we lived there. And we did all of these things out of that space. Um, Okay, so you didn't have a separate like rent for a home. No. So, you know, we minimized our costs. We did make money. We did spend a lot of our savings on this um but you know la is really funny i at that point had lived there about 12 years and um we street art became very popular about Mm -hmm. two years before we got out of it and it didn't it wasn't fun anymore yeah, because it kind of blown up and, yeah, and got kind of commercialized. It, yeah, people got greedy is what happened. And okay. I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, because mm. I didn't know the gallery game in that way. Yeah, We did this out of a place of love. And, it, you know, they always say, like, your first business is going to fail. And it did. Yeah. You know, we ended up walking away without money. But... I don't regret that experience at all. And I'm still friends with a lot of the, the artists. And, and I'm sure it must have been fun. Damn. Wait, how long did it last? Uh, about three years. Three or four years. A little over three. And then what was the name of it? The Sight Unseen. Oh, that's yeah. funny because Sight Unseen is a... It's uh, spelled differently. Yeah, yeah. It's spelled differently. But yeah. It was great though. Um, gosh, yeah. It was so fun. And you know, it was, we would go and you know buildings in the middle of the night and put up street art and like do crazy you know yeah, we were young it was, of it all. yeah yeah it's amazing are you familiar with adam wallacavage he has like the, oh yeah yeah adam's yeah. a friend of mine he lives in oh, philly that, yes i didn't know him i, I don't mean, know that he would know i don't think he would know me at all but i know who yeah he i mean yeah. i had no idea who he was when i met him someone was like come to this house for a party and his house is like his it's a work of art like it's insane and and i never been there and i was like what the hell where am i and then he has like you know he's close friends with like shepherd fairy so there's like original shepherd fairy in there and the newest one i feel like i've learned so much about street art because after i met him and started following him i'd like he he'll post about other people and then i'll look at them yeah but i remember being in his living room not that long ago and somebody had graffitied on his wall and it said cornbread and i was like what's up with this fucking cornbread thing and he's like well, that's the famous graffiti artist. And I was like, like oh, 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 okay. Yeah, like, acted like I was like, oh, right. I totally know. And then I like, went and Googled, and it's like, he's, you know, yeah. one of the original graffiti artists from Philly. And I was like, okay, yeah. that's really cool. That's in your house. That's cool. That's a great name, isn't it? Cornbread. Yeah. That's a great tag. It's a, cool, it's a nice tag, yeah. too. This is my tag, LOL Sad Face. Oh, this, that's your tag? Yeah. This, so Ashley made this for me. Oh, okay, guys. So, well, JB Jones, co-founder of Jewelry Week. Let's talk about what you're wearing, wearing on your body. Jewelry. Okay, Made so how do you artist. say Ashley's full name? Because I don't. I'm gonna butcher that. I'm gonna butcher it too. Uh, Ashley Wab Waba. She's gonna kill me. 
Ashley Kirawaba. Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think it is too. We're literally hanging out with her tonight so we can get that on. That's true. We'll ask her. Yeah. And then on your ears, you said you wore your favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is Annika Peterson. These macaroni earrings. We've got some Annika Peterson. Georgina Trevino. (laughs) We know Georgina pretty well. Bryce Garrett. Ooh. On this, on this oh, finger. What is it? Oh, that ring. Yeah, yeah, I keep staring at that you ring. Made this ring, and then this little weird pendant um, from Lulu Frost. I'll take some friends. I'll take pictures of your jewelry, so <laughs> okay. we'll post them with the Insta- or with the episode. Oh, and Shane Yamane made it one of these studs I'm wearing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Done. That's all. That's it. <laughs> She's like, that's all I'm wearing. Um. So, also, how long were you married to your second husband? Oh. Um. We were married for six years. I don't know why I asked yeah. that. I'm just no, I'm just okay. curious. Well, it's interesting. That's this is how I know Bella. Oh, and it, it, full disclosure: when she did your interview last year, I didn't want her to talk about that. Yeah, I because remember that. it was still very the breakup was very fresh then. Oh, so we, she wasn't allowed to talk about. It. So if you listen to that. <laughs> she cut that part out, but we're transparent. But sometimes, when sometimes when matters at the painful. heart, you guys yeah. gotta keep some things to yourself. You gotta be real. So yeah, yeah. She didn't talk about it, but um, how we should I talk about how we met? Yeah, Just I want to know how briefly. you met Bella for so, sure. So uh, me and my ex left L.A., moved to New York. Mm-hmm. He got this job at a design gallery, and Bella Naiman was working there, and oh. she. Uh, was pregnant at the time and which has nothing to do with anything it's just a timestamp pregnant bella just makes me happy to think oh my god i've never seen a picture of that the cutest um so anyway bella um ended up you know we got to know each other a little bit we had done a little side project together but really what the reason we came together and really what led us to this point is she got the job at Reinstein Ross Gallery mm-hmm. and that's how I found out who Bella was yeah it, I mean I just remember her getting that job and I was like wow this is her dream job and she's so young and so driven I'm so excited to yeah. see what she does um, and she had been talking to my ex-husband about doing a street art and jewelry show okay for a while because it was such a brilliant idea. She said when we had the first meeting, she was like, it, street art and jewelry are the two most um, public art forms. And mm. I was like, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. And, you know, I didn't know contemporary jewelry. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. When I first was introduced to it at that show, it was just my mind was blown because I was like, all of the art that I've loved and all of the fashion that I've loved have just come together <laughs> in this thing called contemporary jewelry. Yeah. And I, my heart exploded. And I was like, I want to do this with Bella. And so we did the show together mm-hmm. and it was incredible. And we worked with the, just amazing artists. I just remember when I was at home and working through who we were going to pair she submitted a list of artists and we were like who are we going to pair with that what street artists and it was just so exciting we could have we could have put 70 artists in that show (laughs) it was like 10 yeah well Um, that's how i 
that it's funny. I said Ryan Seed and Ross is how I come to Nobella, but actually mm-hmm. it's that show particular. Yeah. Because I was friends I just became friends with like Tara Locklear mm-hmm. and Matt Arthur Hash. It was right yeah. when I was beginning to get into things. I had just figured out who Mallory Weston was and was following her work. Yeah. And then all these artists are like posting about the show. And I just That's remember great. being like, Oh my god, someday Yeah. Like these rock stars are doing this show with these like incredible street artists. It was so, and it was a really good show. Like, it was really good, and one of the most successful ones that happened at Ryan Ross. And I know that because then I got hired to work there. Oh, so do you show. think that show was your connection to getting that job? Kind of. It happened probably. It was maybe like five months later, but yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. We mm-hmm. brought people out to that show in, in such a big way. Um, Bella was certainly a big proponent of my involvement in that, yeah. um, bringing me forward for consideration from them. And I just, I was so excited to have that offer. So yeah, yeah I, that's super yeah. cool. And to work with Bella, to be honest, Bella said to me, um, you know, I'll tell you the story about why well, we're not there anymore, but yeah. she had said to me, this could be us. We could grow old together. And be here forever. All and I was right. like, I'm well, not doing that with you. Cute and a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Do you want me to tell you about that? I mean, I would love to. I'm going to tell you. Bella um, didn't talk about it, really. Well, Bella had a different exit than me. I, I won't say. Uh, we keep, okay, if we sound kind of awkward because we just looked over at the door and um, ju- uh, a thousand facets <laughs> is here. Hey, girl, hey. Do you want to sit down in Don't here? In? <laughs> she can be a fly on the wall. Are you okay? I mean, yeah. A and how cute is this jacket she's wearing? She looks very nice. Hi. <laughs> you can go ahead and sit down. Okay. Um, yeah, so crew. Give, me, give me this dirt. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're on a full disclosure run anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, so I loved working there. Bella and I, you know, worked really closely together mm-hmm. on show I mean Bella flies her own you know her own direction but she would we would always talk about what she was doing and I love to be involved and I did marketing um for the company as a whole so I, okay that it was beyond just the gallery so yeah um we um we, you know the gallery was closing mm-hmm. and um it, Bella was at a time where she was ready to move on yeah. You know, and um, she left uh, about two months later. Um, we we had started Jewelry Week mentally. We created, oh, you had already, like, had the yeah, wheels turning. You know, we um, formulated Jewelry Week um, when she were about a year before we opened. Not a lot of people, everyone's like, oh, you did it in no time. But we're very open with we started thinking about this November a year before. Yeah. But we we didn't know what it was. It was a very loose idea of like, let's yeah. do this thing. What is it going to be? Um, and so we knew that was coming. So when she left mm-hmm. the gallery, we knew we were going to still be working on this. Yeah. And we had a website, which was literally me creating a page with like a crappy logo that we made and it said <laughs> joy week's coming and then it had my name and her name and that was it yeah i think and i saw that yeah it was really <laughs> terrible and uh our brain ross saw it they found it i don't i have no idea how i don't even know that people knew that it 
um, was coming about and um, they confronted me about it. And uh, let me just say this, Reinstein Ross is different management now. It's a very different place and I'm very supportive of them and what yeah. they're doing and I love the jewelry. And we we still are in talks with them a yeah. lot because they're, I truly think, one of the gems of New York City. And um, anyway, I... Um, they let me go. They said, you can't do this and be here. And I said, I believe in this so much. I'm You're I'm going to walk, walk away. Because did you have a non-disclosure or non-compete or something? No. But they felt no. it was They felt it was a conflict. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get that but too. also, on the other hand, I feel like it, it could have been a great opportunity for them because we didn't know what it was going to be yet. But I, I get their position completely. Yeah. And I, but it was scary. Because did you have a paycheck to go to? No. Okay. No. And that was a good job to go to nothing. And I had to walk out. Like I didn't, there wasn't a two week notice. You just left. It was like, you stay or you go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And, but I also truly believe, and I've always thought this, that the universe guides you on a path Mm -hmm. and the universe was telling both Bella and I in that two month period you gotta do this you gotta go all in otherwise it's not gonna happen I'm so So, happy you're saying this because I'm in like a shit spot right now with a few things and I like hearing that because I feel like sometimes you uh, the universe does things and they're really hard and then it gets better then it gets really good sometimes and I'm hoping I'm gonna it's gonna be the really good thing it's gonna get there yeah. It's going to get there. Well, good for you because some people don't have the ability to allow themselves to do that really scary thing. Yeah. And it holds them back. It was scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could have stayed there. Exactly. But yeah. And yeah, it's scary. And I didn't have a safety net. And I have a dog <laughs> to feed him. He doesn't have a job. He and just sits there. It sounds like the divorce probably would have happened by now already. So. Yeah, the divorce yeah. papers had been signed. Yeah, it was a really Which hard Which really affects your finances. Sorry year. I keep bringing up your love life as like a time no, stamp. But that, yeah. that does play into it, you know. It was really a, a year of being scared and tired and unsure and excited and yeah yeah, it was big and the divorce was really hard on me yeah really really hard on me and uh, yeah switching the job was hard and um yeah but again i don't know you gotta take risks and you gotta follow through you gotta have those really low low lows to get you other places yeah i mean my first year in philly totally sucked yeah and it was awful and i wasn't creative and I was, I felt really alone and I was in an apartment I couldn't afford and in a job that was not paying me nearly yeah. enough. But then I got perceived value out of it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And look at this. There you it's go, so great. Uh, I'm obsessed with perceived value. I, I love it. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> well, now you're on it, girl. Yeah. I know. It's like really an honor. I'm like, oh. You're doing it. Like in the ranks with Joe, even. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> so, um... So you and Bella do this. You walk away from your job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just talking about it. I, all the insecurities come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, yeah. And so 
how did you guys go about tackling this kind of event? Like what I wanted to talk about a lot was like, I think you guys are like the perfect yin and yang, like kind of personality wise, even kind of fashion wise. Like if you see each other, um, you both have a very, a very distinct style. Um, and we do. (laughs) And yours is a little bit more street versus hers. This is all making a lot more sense now with your background. Um, so, what is what do you feel is your role within this relationship with you two? Yeah, you know, we, reading your questions in advance of this yeah. made me really think about how how to explain how we work together. You know, because we've worked together for a long time now. Yeah, and we we do almost read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. in a way and we very much pick up where each other left off but we approach it from completely different angles mm-hmm. you know i'm bella's very academic and very invested in the art aspect of it and working with artists and i love that part too but when i entered this world with her um i at that time before um coming into rinsing ross and at rinsing ross it was really retail focused yeah and I um, really loved that aspect of making connections between product and person. Yeah. Making the connection between the art and the person who's going to collect it or the piece of jewelry and the person who's going to wear it for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so I, I'm very interested in the success of things commercially and how do we make a market for contemporary jewelry you know that was really at the heart of our mission for jewelry week yeah you know coming from a a contemporary jewelry gallery together we talked all the time about who's supporting this who's supporting all of these artists going to school where do they go from there you can only so many people can be teachers where where and they, only so many people can be represented by Sienna Patty. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's, crazy when you right? think about that. You and there's no gallery here in New York. Yeah. Anymore. And it's New York City. And like, that what does just, that say about our exactly. field? That says a lot. And mm-hmm. that, and not only the jewelers, but then the curators. Who's yeah. supporting that? And there's a lot of them. And what are they doing? Yeah. It, it's, it's difficult. There's only one museum that has a jewelry curator yeah and i adore her yeah it it is it's really um distressing to me yeah and so bella and i are it's kind of like i want to build a foundation and then bella builds up Mm -hmm. so we come at it from two ways that meet in the middle that to us means success like we if we can create this opportunity for contemporary jewelry to have access to the things that traditional jewelry has, Mm -hmm. you know, commerce, Mm -hmm. and we can combine what contemporary jewelry has, like education. We come up with this model that we think is going to be successful to grow this field. And that mission, that model became this mission of Jewelry Week, which is education and engagement. And that education the education that is inherent in art jewelry is such a way to engage and that is also what traditional jewelry stores are seeking right now everyone's seeking this new model of retail like how do we connect with millennials yeah and how do we ensure that we have a future especially the brands who've been around um like oscar Heyman. 
mm-hmm. a her- amazing heritage brand in New York, um, how do they make that connection and grow? And we think that this is the way to do it is to have this moment of really special behind the scenes opportunities to take interest in big companies um, and filter that into a conversation about what's next in jewelry. And we really think that is contemporary jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. I really like your hearing your perspective on this. Yeah. Cause even for me who, geez, I mean, I had a show in jewelry week last year and I partnered with you and, I didn't grasp this concept until this moment when you told me this. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, you know, because I always think about what is people's intentions with things. And I think for me last year with the first jewelry week, I was like, well, what is the intention? Like, Mm -hmm. are we trying to be Munich? Are we trying to be like fashion week? Like what is going on here? And having you talk about it like this, that makes everything makes so much more sense to me yeah in term, I, yeah. it truly is like i think a new model yeah and i think that's what's so exciting about it from all perspectives from contemporary jewelry to traditional jewelry stores is that you know i came from at my experience at ryan Steen ross was very much about how do we connect with new customers yeah and also how do we how do we sell our jewelry because the curators and the artists deserve to make a living. You know, I'm. Yeah. it's interesting to think that isn't a conversation often. And it wasn't in that in our gallery. Yeah. Jewelers were just happy to have the opportunity. Oh, yeah. You know, which yeah. I get. That's oh God, wonderful. Get. But we need to take that to the next level because you you need to be able to make a living doing what you want to do. You should. It shouldn't. You shouldn't be approaching your art and saying feeling weird or uncomfortable about wanting to make money from it you should want to make money from it and you should be able to and I think curators should as well it's a partnership galleries should as well everyone needs to be able to partake in the marketplace and be successful and you all need each other it's yeah and I mean there's plenty of models the contemporary art field Mm -hmm. the models are out there it's it's not a new concept it's just how do we show the world that th- this exists? Mm-hmm. And so really at the heart of Jewelry Week for Bella and I was, okay, if we can get all this stuff to happen and if we can create this circular model of big brands coming on board to support their story, then we can filter that into a platform for exposure for this field. If we can infiltrate the city with exhibitions of contemporary jewelry yeah. from around the world, but most importantly from America, yeah, because this is about that's what it's about and show what's happening here and the exciting things that the jewelers are doing here um, into New York City, then that could change everything. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Now I, yeah, because I wasn't, it's not like people were naysaying, but I think last year people were just trying to put their, they wanted to know what it was, right? Yeah. When something's new, people are scared of it or they don't know how to approach it or whatnot. And I think a lot of people were like, man, they're doing so much with like commercial jewelers right. and things like that. And I think it turned some people off because they were just like, this isn't like Munich at all. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, what is it? Because it's not, Munich yeah. is not about money at all. No one's even, right. and there's not beautiful. even price tag. Yeah. yeah, but that is what it is. This is right. a new thing, right. but it confused people but at the same time, it's, it only confused me because I just didn't know no. that you weren't trying well, to be that. I don't know that we explained it that well. I, I think yeah. w- 
part of the I I don't know if it's a problem of what happened last year was that you know we had we had that intention from the very beginning and yeah. we set and it's still very much a mission our mission um, that mission has grown in a lot of ways but I think last year what was so interesting is we were so reactionary to the growth of Jewelry Week because that's all we could be yeah. we were two people who set out to have this platform with about 50 events yeah. it was 123 events and 10,000 people attended and we <laughs> which is two, like holy crap <laughs> that's holy crap, crazy right? to think about about two months before I just remember Bella had said do you think we needed more time and I was like oh yeah definitely we should have been <laughs> two years ahead but here we are what are you gonna do yeah um we we couldn't we couldn't deliver the message then. We just had to do it. You just had we to do it. We were at this point of like, things come, we make them happen. And I think the, that was really beautiful that we could do that because we've worked together so long and we really yeah. read each other's minds in this really messed up way, in a beautiful <laughs> messed up way. Um, but it it was, uh, we knew there was, a, we were getting a lot of heat. I hear, yeah. I heard, that the contemporary jewelry community wasn't quite sure and we just had to power through and yeah. we and and not hear it because it was hard i mean that's where our heart is and that's bella's world much more deeply than it is um is mine but also i think so not explaining it was difficult we we just didn't really have the wherewithal at that time to make it happen but also this is new york city yeah. And if you show up with something somebody doesn't understand and you do it on a small scale, no one cares. Yeah. So we knew that if we wanted to make an impact in this city, that we would have to get some big names behind it. Yeah. So that we could be like, hey, we're here and we're doing this and we're going to be loud. And you about just acknowledge it. it. And yeah. There was no way to acknowledge that it wasn't happening. No. Damn. So we were like, we're going to just go balls to the wall with this yeah. and do it. And then th- it. I, I kept saying to Bella, like, people will come and people will show up and they'll experience it and it'll be great. And then they'll want to be a part of it. If if they're not sure, well, they'll just have to give us a chance and yeah. it'll be great because our intentions are there and they're in the right space. And this year, um, the, a big part of our thing is how do we deliver the message clearly? Well, you know, it's only your second year, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's, I mean, I have to say that this year, what's the hardest part is we have to grow. We can't do it the same because again, it's New York. And if you don't grow, then you're stagnant, you're stagnant. And then you're, then people don't care. So now we're like, we have to go all in again. And I, I think third year might be, maybe a little less hard I hope <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm already at sleep I'm already at not sleeping and working all the time we're already yeah. in it like right now until the week starts there will be no dating there it, will be no dating <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that you I mean you said you guys you're like we just went all in all balls to the wall and I remember you guys asking JV Collective to do a show and you know we were honored because it's the yeah. first one and but we were really hesitant in some ways. And we were like, we don't know Thanks what this is. Thanks for doing it. And I think we just all decided, we're like, damn, 
it's the first jewelry week, New York City jewelry week. So we're going to be a part of it no matter what. So we can say we're a part of the first one. And cool. we didn't know what to do. And I think our compromise was we'll just invest in one night. But we're going to invest in one day show. It was a good show. And good we're, night. We're going to invest in one hell of a party yeah. to make a huge splash so people remember it. And that's kind of hilarious. As you were describing it, I was like, that's kind of what, how we approached our yeah. one day event. We're like, make it loud, have a huge party, have a really killer show that yeah. people remember it and just be a part of the yeah. first one. I mean, yeah. to have Bella, it's just so cute because she's people always say to us oh my gosh thank you so much you guys did this such great thing and she it makes her comfortable uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable too but i just i love when (laughs) she talks about it because she gets uh, she gets all nervous it's not about us and it was never about us and it's about these people who came on and made it happen like we i mean who are we we have this idea but we didn't do any of it you know everyone came you were the connectors yeah, well, yeah, we're connected. I mean, I love my Malcolm Gladwell, the author, and he has that mm, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the connectors yeah. that he talks about. It's like, yeah. and connectors are really important. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't but have like happened if, without you, for sure. And without the belief of, I mean, just thinking back to the people who said yes yeah. to something that was so invisible and just an idea. We had nothing. We just yeah. came in in our cute outfits, you know, because um, we're good at that. Yeah. And, I really think our, we won people because we were passionate about it. We went into um, we went into Tiffany's, who actually ended up not working with us. Yeah. But I just remember we got this meeting at Tiffany's, and I was just like, girl, we did this. And they were, like, in it. And I was like, who are we? Like, no, we're yeah. no one. And these people are coming on board, and you know, the people who gave us money to make it happen, like, incredible. And it, mostly women, let me say. Oh. Most, our lead sponsors were women. Yeah. And 88% of our programming last year was created by women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So it's amazing. I forgot. I want to ask about that. Um, okay, so last year, I remember talking to Bella. I was like, are you guys getting paid? Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about money. Yeah, we we did. I mean, you did have some minimal sponsorship last year. It's the first one, understandable. We hustled. I'm, I, I'm not going to tell you the exact numbers, but yeah. um, just I don't think it's appropriate. But That's fair. The, the amount of money we made with small checks mm-hmm. is crazy. That it's truly... I, when I think about the amount of money we made, it's really us walking thousands and thousands of miles on the streets of the city to get those checks. Yeah. Um, the biggest check we got last year was $5,000. Oh, okay. Um, that really puts it into perspective, too, because that's, I mean, in the grander scheme of things, not a lot of money. No. Yeah. Um, jewelry Week last year cost under 100000 to produce. Yeah. Um, this year, we... We... I decided that we need to spend <laughs> double that to make it happen, to make our vision happen. Um, you know, we're still very just grassroots. And we, yeah. you know, I work on the budget about every week I sit and look at it and think, gosh, it would be great if we could do this or this. And can we afford it? And yeah. we have already raised more now than we did last year as a whole. Oh, we crap. have. Good job. Yeah, I know. It, it's wonderful. Um, 
which is great because again we doubled what we need to make to make it happen mm-hmm. and that i mean the thing is like the money we want this year i think will help us be create events that are more supported for everybody like yeah we can provide materials to our people and more signage to the people involved and yeah really have a more polished and presented look that i think will help carry us forward mm-hmm. um are you paying yourselves we are not getting paid okay um, i was just checking in on that we so last year bella and i invested um our own money into it last year yeah and this year my goal is to pay us back by the end of the year for that investment um if there's a number we have to reach if we do reach it mm-hmm. um which this year we're we're seeking under 200,000 if we yeah. hit um if we hit this number i i keep promising bella that we'll take some money home um which or take us out goal. to eat or take us to the spot we don't care we i mean <laughs> i was like we if we can you know buy ourselves a pizza great um because i think too you know the we could take money home yeah but that's not where we want to spend it right now because we really believe in making this platform last yeah and it's we're at this point where if we can roll some money into the start of next year Mm-hmm. you know, and start the year out with some funding to make some um, events happen through the year, that would be the, that's where we want to be. Yeah. And it is hard. I have a, I have a job. I have a full-time job besides New York Jewelry Week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't work on Sundays, which isn't really true. I work from home on Sundays. I was like, I've had a Skype it's day with you on Sunday. not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really tired. Yeah. And but we believe in this so much. Bella, too, she has side hustles that she does. Yeah. Um, and a family. And a family. I don't know how she does it. Like yeah, She has a child. Know, Good God. Yeah. I have a dog, and I can barely keep it together, guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I don't I have sleep. I don't eat. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and my day job is completely different. Something I've never done before. My best friend's husband gave me a job. Yeah because I was desperate when I lost my other job other job and he said you can have flexible hours um because that's what I needed and I'm so grateful because cool. the flex is the important part that's the part that keeps me going yeah of course because if you had a nine to five I don't think you could I don't make think I could do work, it work right yeah. it's just it's like people call if you know first dibs is who was one of our sponsors this year they call and they're like I want to meet with you guys on this day at this time you have to show up so yeah um, they ex- their perceived value of you guys or perception is that you are full-time jewelry week yeah i yeah. that's the thing we're kind of it's like a it's a hard it's a really hard place right now last year was a little bit easier because there weren't expectations of who we are what we were doing mm-hmm. and this year the hustle's a little bit harder um so i really I you I think you would ask me, do I think I'll will be this full time job in five years? Yeah. I hope it's at the end of next year. And yeah. I think we can do it. And so um we're getting close on time, so I'm gonna start 
rambling yeah. out the questions I wanted us to nail. Okay, go. Um, so you have interns mm. and you have a small team, but everybody is not paid. No one's right? paid. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, I mean, it's well, not internships, sad, but I think I only get upset about internships when I feel people are taken advantage, and I feel like you guys are definitely about nurturing people who want to be involved. Yeah. In, we do. Yeah. And the thing is about our team, yes, it's all volunteers. We have an amazing team. I literally every day wake up and am so thankful because yeah. without this team, we couldn't do it. And th- I think the, the trade-off in it, I hope, is that they are getting a fulfilling experience out of this. I try to give them as much freedom as they can within their position. Most of the people, what they do is something that they've kind of come to Mm -hmm. through working with us. Most of the team has been around since last year. We have a few new people who've joined, but I'm very much like, uh, if you want to be a part of this team, we value you and that's why you're here. What can you bring to it? This is what we need help with. Yeah. What? How can you make that amazing? And so I think there's an investment there that mm-hmm. is helps people um, really connect, and they are truly a part of the team. We couldn't do this without them. And yeah, I, I don't think we micromanage them. I, I hope we don't. Um, but they all have a vision of what they're doing, and really we we had someone leave recently because she got her dream job which is amazing um but we replaced her with four people <laughs> and, uh, wow and it just because um she had made it so much her own yeah. that she was irreplaceable on her own so we had to kind of you know break it up but yeah yeah it it's awesome like i am so grateful if well, i can pay them i can't wait yeah that's what i'm can't saying it's wait. like you know they might be volunteering their spare time it's part of their studio practice you know i'm very big on saying like all work is studio work like this is part of their studio practice and who's to say that in five years when jewelry week is fully funded entities like doing their thing then i'm sure you guys are gonna look at those guys and be like well Oh yeah, they're getting paid first. I'm already like, how can I afford this person? Because they change it. Like yeah. it isn't. Yeah, this is our vision, but really, the the things like one for the future would not be what it is right now without Odette behind it. Yeah. My person, Rachel. Well, I think I told you this meets with me on eight thirty in the morning on Saturdays oh God, every yeah. Saturday, and I'm the one who wants to call in and not show up. <laughs> She's there and. She wants to make it happen. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I apprenticed for three years unpaid because I was, because when you have that fire within you and you want to be involved with something, you want to show up, yeah. you'll do it. And they'll it's move true. on when they're ready to. Like, no one's, everybody that's doing it is because they want to. Yeah. And, and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to be honest, we couldn't have grown the way we did. Look, one for the future. We have a new platform called Placement, which was really born out of this need for us to support independent jewelers and provide them access to our audience because New York City is so expensive. It's hard for us to support that. So we're always thinking, how can we, how can we provide support for the independents? And that would not be happening without Harris who runs that. It would, it would just not be possible. 
And there's a page, you guys, on their website, because um, I know we're just saying names because we have to jewelry library closes in mm. a half hour. So I'm going to push yeah, this through all the things we want to talk about. <laughs> um, but you can look at their website and it, you guys did a really great job. It's like these beautiful portraits of everybody that's on your team and descriptions. Yeah. And I took a moment with it the other day to kind of look through and see who's yeah. making things happen. And I know you guys always need more help. So if you're listening mm. and you are interested, you know, you could visit nycjewelryweek.com and mm-hmm. um, click yes. click around click, and put your name yeah, in the hat. Send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So with the coming year, what are you looking forward to the most about the programming? Um, you know, what, one of the things that happened last year that was really exciting was like, you know, we talked a lot about being a consumer-focused platform. That mm-hmm. was really our main focus. Um, what we learned during the week was that community was so essential t- to the jewelry community. Yeah. Um, like, supporting that. I was on a panel, and this young jeweler came up to me and started crying afterwards because she was just like, I have a community now. I was just making work at my bench all by myself, and now... I have this community and this was day two. Oh god that's and amazing. I just was like whoa <laughs> that's great amazing so this year we're being very um proactive in supporting that community making yeah. sure that that's a part of the week um we hired a hired in parentheses ex- she's air quotes guys air quotes, air quotes. thank you mm-hmm. um uh, director of Diversity and Inclusion, Elliot Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, so diversity is a huge platform for us, which is very exciting yeah. for us because New York is a melting pot and the jewelry industry should reflect that. Um, yes, it should. It should. Uh, we are doing a lot of programming again with 47th Street, talking about why sustaining the industry in the city is so important mm-hmm. to the financials of this city not only for big businesses like tiffany's who creates jewelry at their flagship store on fifth avenue but to jewelers who have studios on 47th street and need to remain in business and why that's so important to sustaining that you know not just uh the business of jewelry in the city but also uh the the culture of jewelry is so important to this city um and the Jewelry brings in over $30 billion to this city. Oh, my gosh. Uh, every year. It's insane. And I can't believe there a, hasn't been a jewelry week before now. Yeah, I know. I can't either. So that's a big part of it. Um, supporting independent designers is a big part of it. We're doing a day devoted to sustainability this year um, mm-hmm. in the in sustainability and ethics and um, how you can incorporate that into your practice. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of great exhibitions coming. Yeah. Uh, so really, Bella's done an amazing job of getting like really cool spaces uh, to show these shows in. Yeah. Um, me and you and Joe from A Thousand Facets, we're doing a show. You guys were doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I know. I'm really excited. This is my first curatorial thing. That's Awesome. It's really nerve-wracking, but really fun. <laughs> you guys, I got such a high when I, fir- I sent out my first invite, and I got a yes from someone that, that I don't, like, really know. You know, because your friends say yes, and you're like, okay, thanks. Yeah. But this was, like, a real yes. And I was like, oh, my God, they said yes. I um, know, right? It's so exciting. Yeah, so the three of us are doing a show. Yeah. 
Um, should we say the name of it? Can we yeah. say that? Okay. I so it's called, so. yeah, the Lonely Hearts Club. I mean, yeah. I think that kind of makes sense why <laughs> through this entire conversation, we're talking about your love life yes. and things. Cause that's just like at yeah. the forefront of our minds right now. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be great. It's going to be really cool. I mean, it's the three of us, which yeah. is awesome because one thing I love about JV Collective is that, you know, with strength in numbers, man. Yeah. We can pull it off. It's going to be great. I'm excited to do something creative, too. Yeah. I mean, not that Jewelry Week's not, but... But this, this is, is like, like a you get cool the play. Personal, yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. It's going to be fun. And so, you know, all jewelry, you know, we're going to talk about love, love yeah. loss, champion yes. it, marriage, etc. Yeah. Um, being single forever. Holler at your girl. <laughs> right, I know. Um, Find me on Bumble. <laughs> Tinder, Just kidding. I'm not on there right now, but... Um, and all jewelry we're going literal so all jewelry will incorporate the silhouette or shape of a heart yeah. or imagery or something gonna be cool come to that show um come, you know, i don't want to brag or anything shows. but we already got i'm just gonna say it's heart jewelry and we already have probably one of the most iconic contemporary art jewelers that works with the shape yeah. of a heart that's all i'm gonna give away yeah yeah Hmm. hmm. Who is it? <laughs> um, and I think I think Bella. I don't know. She's been kind of on the down low about it, but I think she's planning something too to yeah. put a little bit of her vision into Jewelry Week this year in a personal way. And didn't you guys say that there's a lot of Europeans coming? Like Marta Matson, I think is yeah. Doing Marta's it. coming oh, and doing this really I great love show. Her. Yeah, we. Yeah, you know, this year we made a concert. So last year of the 10,000 attendees, about 5% of them came from outside of the country. Yeah. And that number was really exciting for us because we didn't do any promotion. Yeah. Like, we well, did, did announce. Me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I partnered with you. Right. I mean, even Marta Costa Reich said she came because you heard it on the podcast that's oh thank you hey good, you asked me good to be your partner we're, we're doing this again this year oh yeah <laughs> well man we didn't even mention that but thank you uh new york city's jewelry week is an official sponsor of perceived value like they gave me money guys this is exciting yeah i um. mean it was really important to us because you know we don't we don't have a lot of money to spend but yeah you know we're sponsors that based and we really thought we need to show support to someone else who is in a position similar to us and you really came through last year for us in such a big way and there was no question it was like it's going to perceived value oh my god that's cool yeah Yeah. and, and I mean, it, it's not a lot, I'm sure, but for us, it was like you're my biggest sponsorship we, check yet. So. Oh my god, that's hollow. That's, that's cool to like be able to pass from also the one women funded business to another. Yeah. Wait, can I say the them. amount? I don't have to say the amount. You can say I don't care. They gave me five hundred dollars, you guys. Wee! <laughs> Which is a huge so deal exciting. for me. Yeah, it's um, huge. Yeah, and we just feel so great to be able to like put forward you know yeah support you you are doing such an amazing thing for the field and Mm. for us as jewelry week to partner with someone like you it it's a it's a big deal you have such a great voice and also the democracy of your platform is something that we always strive to include and so thank you from everyone in contemporary jewelry and Joanne's world too. Oh, well, all thanks. jewelry. She knows all jewelry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A thousand facets. Heyo. Um, what else are we forgetting to mention? We plugged things. We, we, we need interns. We like sped through it at the end after we talked about my love life for 
Oh, well, you know what? I actually really, well, we talked a lot about the things that I really love, which is giving insight as to Mm. who you are, right? Because people can come to your website. They can come to the event. They're going to learn about Jewelry Week. But for me, I really like giving insight to the human aspect of it, like who you are, why you're giving yourself to this, how you've gotten to be here. Because I think, too, a lot of people think, oh my God, New York City Jewelry Week, like these women must have been hired by this company to start this event and blah, right, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think um, people need to know that it's not that. Yeah. And it's it, really passion driven. It is. And I think what's so, you know, people always ask me um, what, you know, what was the hardest part of Jewelry Week or what was the thing you learned most? And um it's interesting it, the thing that was hardest was myself like really learning how to be a great partner to Bella mm-hmm. uh, how to navigate something that was so new how to be in the public eye when you didn't always want to be yeah um, how to mentor a group of young women who want to be a part of something and how to be vocal about the scope like the scope of the industry like people look to us now to talk about the industry and where it's headed and and beyond contemporary and into just traditional jewelry retail and we take it very seriously and I think what was hard was kind of coming up against yourself and the things that would block you Mm -hmm. and being successful and especially in a partnership you know Bella and I are very very close and we've been friends for a long time it was hard we yeah. d- there there were tears and there were me hanging up the phone and she's <laughs> probably gonna be upset that I talked about this but um I mean we have a beautiful relation we're super supportive of each other but it was hard and it was because we're both passionate and this year's been really incredible because both her and I are considerate of each other yeah. in a very new way knowing that we trust each other and our direction we definitely jumped into this business without what you're supposed to have we had a business plan for something else and then this came along and we thought oh we're gonna do this and we just kind of go at it full steam ahead all the time and we it's really funny because I'll disagree with her about something or she'll disagree with me about something and then 24 hours later we'll call each other and have switched our opinions so we're on opposite <laughs> ends because we very much value each other's opinion yeah um but that really helps make it work in a great way and i think i couldn't do this without her and i really recommend now when people ask me about starting a business and what does that look like and how do you do it i say get a partner because i don't know that i could do it alone for sure yeah i know i wish yeah. i need a partner for perceived value for like the things that I'm not yeah. good at, right? Yeah, because yeah. we're not good at the same things. Like, uh, oh God, my gosh! Yeah, no, yeah. but yin and yang, man. You guys yeah. are the perfect yin and yang. Yeah, it is true. That like, should be your Halloween yeah. costume. Oh my God! Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we're gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> um, JB, it is. I am just so thankful that Jewelry Week exists and that oh, it's brought you into my life. And now I get to work with you, which is really cool. So exciting. Yeah, it yeah. is really exciting. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Before yeah, you I do. I have off? two things. Go, go. First go. of all, 
I want to say Jewelry Week is an open platform and we welcome contributions. And if you don't know how to get involved with Jewelry Week, just call us, ask us, or email us, write us on Instagram, especially the contemporary jewelers. Like, you, just partner up, get get with someone you know, like start a collective. Yeah. Call us with an idea. This platform is about exposing you to the world and we are very adamant about getting um, contemporary jewelry exposed. Of course, we're in America. We want to be very loud and proud about that. But <laughs> we welcome shows from all over. Um, don't let your finances hold you back. Don't Reach out your, yeah. first and We discuss. do find free spaces as much as we can for projects. Um, yeah. And that's a, a big part of it because we know it's expensive. And we will always do our best to make that happen. And secondly, um, we're partnering with Brooklyn Metalworks. Um, they are opening Woo-woo. a shop called Specific Gravity, and we are going to be doing a pop-up on September 27th with them oh. at a location soon to be announced. Um, and we're super excited uh, to be a part of that. So That's super exciting. Yeah. And, I, you know, I should say, too, Jewelry Week, we're going to be launching our event page very soon. And we... <laughs> I feel bad that we didn't even talk about all the ways we're growing this year, but... Um, we could do a part two. We could do part two. There's so many things, uh, but please check us out on our website because the events will drop soon, and yeah. um, we want you to attend. Follow us on Instagram because that's how we grow if you interact with us there. Yeah. And, you know, as Perceive Value now is an official sponsor by... Or New York City Jewelry is official sponsor of the podcast. So in the coming months and episodes, I'm going to be dropping a lot of information in my introductions as much as I can about events I find exciting. And, um, yeah, so just keep on listening and stay tuned because it's going to be really exciting. The second so year. So excited. I know. Just talking to you, like, because we're just in such a planning mode. It's yeah. nice to be like, oh, it is happening. Yeah. There's a ra- there's a pot of gold at the end yeah. of the rainbow, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been such a pleasure, JB. Yeah, such a pleasure. We could talk for 17 hours. We really could, but yeah. we can't because the Jewelry Library closes yeah. soon. But um, also, thank you to Jewelry Library for hosting us. Yeah, this is pretty Jewelry cool. Library. Please come check them. Follow them on Instagram. And follow them on Instagram. Yeah, I'll yeah. tag them as well. They're so. going to be doing storytelling series during Jewelry Week. It's going to be epic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to plug that. All right, everyone, this has been another episode of Proceed Value, the podcast broaching the subject of value with artists. Until next time. Proceed Value is recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. If you love the podcast and you want to show your support, become our patron. Visit patreon.com slash value to learn more or check out our website at proceedvaluepodcast.com and click on the support page. As always, thank you for listening.